Welcome everybody to be wide in the middle of your home for all things racing. And my man Keith Bradley, Keith, how's it going? What is up? Oh, not much, man. Not much. A uh, little, little special Saturday morning podcast as we, uh, but each of us had stuff that came up on Thursday and Friday morning. Um, so yeah, here, here we are. A couple days late, but that's all right. We, uh, we're getting it better in. late than never. Yeah, better late than never. Yeah, I had to make sure to get it in this week because uh, we got the NASCAR playoffs kicking off here at Darlington and. I had to make sure to get our playoff picks in for our grid challenge. So, so yeah, but a bunch of stuff to cover. Obviously, like I just talked about NASCAR playoffs, we've got the outlaws up in Skagit right now for the Skagit Nationals. They're on their West Coast swing. Um, I'll actually be at one of the events next week. Uh, so we'll go over that in our dirt track recap. We've got our playoff picks and uh, yeah, that's, I don't know. I think that's about it. I gotta, I gotta look. Uh, no hit or miss today, just because um, we're gonna be diving in so deep with the playoff stuff. So no hit or miss this week. But before we get into that, I want to talk about uh, something that's been coming up quite a bit lately, and we're seeing it more and more in the racing aspect, and it's this big. I don't want to call it a push because it makes that makes it sound like um, it's never been considered or thought of before. But it seems to be a much more prevalent talking point when we talk about mental health. This is something that has uh, come up recently with not only Jacob Allen, but now Anthony Macri has talk has been talking about this as well. Now, if you remember, Macri left the family ride. Uh, it's been a few months now and, um, immediately hopped in the, the indie parts ride and the seven BC for Tyler Courtney. I think it was like the following weekend or something like that. Um, he was running that car. So he wasn't gone for very long. And at the time, you know, when he left the family ride or when they split, it was basically from what he said, a, you know, uh, a disagreement upon, you know, just not really getting along, disagreeing on what they want to be doing moving forward. Um, you know, whether or not that is how much they wanted to run and stuff like that, I don't know. Obviously, you know, that wasn't shared. But now Macri is talking about the grind of racing and the toll that it takes. And um, we've seen this already play out over the last couple of weeks with Jacob Allen. Um, Jacob Allen, if you guys remember, obviously he needed a break, right? It was just like, I, I got to step back. Uh, it's how Tanner Holmes ended up in the, what is the one T car now it was one a for, for Bobby Allen, but now it's the one T car. And this is becoming far more prevalent as we have become far more open to the mental health aspect in every sport and just every you know walk of life it used to be if you said dude i got to go talk to my 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 psychiatrist right my shrink right my counselor whatever you wanted to call him if you had said that in front of your friends just in my lifetime right 15 20 years ago People would have been like, dude, he's a, he's nuts. He's talking to a shrink. Like, what the hell's wrong with him? He's crazy. 
right? Like that was the stigma behind it. That was the thought process behind it. Now you've got places like BetterHelp advertising on the most popular podcasts, right? And social media channels in the world. And it is a normal thing. Not only is it a normal thing for me personally, I had always thought that like, it's like, dude, I don't think it's that big a deal. If you need someone to just go unload on, like do it to me. That's always, that was what that was always for. Right. Um, for those of you guys who don't know, I had a major drug problem for that lasted well over a decade. Um, I've been in recovery now for over a decade. It was 2000 and, uh, we're coming up on, I want to say 12 years now that I've been clean. It'll be September something. I, I got the date written down. I forgot about it. But anyways, and during my addiction, uh, mental health was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. Uh, I, I was in a really, really bad, dark place. Now, most of you would be like, well, Tommy, drug addiction is not racing. And you're 100% right about that. But the thing that you have to understand is, is that pressure is pressure and stress is stress. This is the thing that most people don't understand. And if you're someone who's never gone through this before, congratulations to you. Because I don't know how people can get through life without being stressed out at some point. Now, I'm not saying you should be walking around like stressed off, all stressed out all the time. But when you look at, for example, right, let's just well, let's just take the Macri situation that that you know we're, that kind of kicked this conversation off. I shouldn't say kicked it off, but brought it back to light again. Anthony Macri is running his family ride. This is what they do, right? He's working on the car throughout the week, you know, 50, 60, 70 hours a week. And then they're running almost every weekend. And for teams like them, right, we call them pick and choose teams, but they're, they're really not. They've got a race to survive, right? The sponsors got to be out there seen. The drivers got to be out there making features to get some money back. There's no reason to build a car and then just park it in your shop and leave it and only run four or five races a year. If you're doing that, you're getting your ass kicked. It's not worth running. You can't do that. Casey Kane talked about this, right? Casey Kane, before he went to NASCAR, was one of the best open wheel dirt drivers on the planet. The dude was crazy good he goes nascar racing and nascar when he was running it's not like it is now where it's just like oh yeah you want to go run sprint cars every weekend and go do this and go do that and go for it right on just have at it that wasn't the case casey kane was not out there running sprint cars every weekend doing all this stuff like this he leaves nascar he's now running with the outlaws and he said he's like and it was on the dell jr download he said like dude i gotta be out there racing you know months a year just to get back you know, get back into that mode that where my reactions and my my hand-eye cord and all that stuff is back to where it should be, right? Like I get the rust knocked off. That's a lot of racing. So you can't, it's not like you can just be like, hey man, we're going to take June and July off and we'll be back in August and we'll run, you know, the, the West Coast swing, right? You can't do that because you might as well not even show up. And when you talk about putting in that kind of time on a family ride, and your performance is really everything. I think about that. If you don't perform, you you don't survive. You don't survive, right? It is a, you know, you eat what you kill, however you want to phrase it. 
And that can be a very stressful situation. That can put a lot of pressure on people. And you can absolutely 100% get burned out. It happens. I talked about it a lot this year for myself personally. I have been working almost 120 hours, between 100 and 120 hours a week since the start of this year. I have had off today, right now, and I'm recording a podcast, but I'll be done after this. But today is my 10th day off this year. It's September 2nd. I've had 10 days off. After this holiday weekend, I will have had 12 days off in over eight months. And I'm not racing, okay? (laughs) I'm not doing something like racing. But regardless, when you work that much, and trust me, the stuff I am doing, I like, I enjoy. One of my jobs is sim racing. I love that. But you can still 100% get burned out on that. It doesn't matter what you do. So these guys out here who are starting to succumb to this and they need a break, it's absolutely 100% understandable. And you trolls who are like, well, I'd be doing that for nothing. And I would be out there racing. I Just shut up. You're the same jackasses who bitch when professional athletes sign a big contract and you'd say I'd be doing that for free. We already know that. We already know that. But I could tell you right now, if you had to show up for NFL training camp, you'd be like, you know what, mother, you need to be paying me for this. Okay. You'd be wanting to get paid too. So, don't be that clown out there talking about how, why is these guys stressed out? They're racing. It's the greatest thing. Yeah, it's awesome. It is awesome. But as somebody who was just a mechanic on the road, it's a grind. It's a grind. And these guys who say that they need a break and they need to step back from that is absolutely 100% understandable because if you get burned out, you're not going to do anybody any good while you're on the track and that includes yourself and those racing around you all right keith real quick before we do our playoff playoff picks you got any thoughts on the the whole mental health thing that's going on right now with the with some of these guys i just uh i think it's great that some guys are shedding light on it because years past nobody would even be open to bring in it up or or even to speak on it oh no yeah you would be considered and, nuts if you brought it up yeah well and then and then people will be like well that's your job that's your job well at normal jobs you get more than two days off or three days off you get your vacations off yada 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 in, in the world of racing that just doesn't happen yeah you get time off through the week but let's be honest is it truly time off no not really because you're traveling Yes, you're you're never home, so I think it's great that they're bringing light to the situation. Um, well, will guys look down on them? I'm sure, and I hope not, but I'm sure because let's let's be honest that the biggest killer in today's world is mental health, whether yes. it's people going AWOL or or suicide rates going up because of it, and and you got to protect yourself from from the mental health and. And everybody has it. It's just dealing with it in your own way. I mean, let's be for real. Everybody deals with some sort of mental health. Not everybody's Mm -hmm. perfect. Um, I truly pat these guys on the back for, for bringing light to not just the dirt world, 
but just the racing community as a whole um it, it's great to see uh, i'm starting to to now believe that maybe maybe they need more time off more more breaks in between traveling um whether it'll happen who knows but i i wouldn't be surprised if jacob allen returns of course to racing but as more of a part-time role yeah or, or even see some bigger names do the same thing mm-hmm. but i i think it's great i think it's great that they're doing what they're doing it truly is i mean you gotta you gotta protect yourself from it yeah you do and i'm with you i would um you know i've heard uh stuff along those lines where it's like well hey they need they need more of a break um yes they do i i think i we talked about this at the beginning of the year you know the whole they get essentially you've got the end of the season what is it like the first week of november second week of november you then go into like winter racing and the indoor season and then it's february and we're kicking back off again and there's no reason why they can't push that back a little bit, in my opinion, especially when we consider the fact that what, how many, what we have like six weeks of rainouts in the first two months or something like that, something absurd. And I know the argument that people have made. Well, if you give these guys a break, they'll just go run somewhere else. That's fine if that's what they want to do. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't think that's a problem. This idea that the outlaws got to be running literally like every freaking week, you know, for just nine months straight, I think is insane. These guys could use a break. We talked about this in NASCAR. The fact that these guys don't have like any, they got like one, one weekend off one weekend off. Really? Like, come on. Do you really need that many races? You, you tell me you can't have a couple weeks off. What if you just did three out of four weeks, right? Like, I mean, dude, just that those couple weeks off would be huge. It would be huge. But now because of what, with what we got with TV and streaming and everybody needing content, this idea that, oh my God, if we take time off, we're just going to die or someone's going to take our market share. It's so stupid. It's such a, um, I'm trying to. I'm trying to think of the word. I can't believe it's I, it's right at the tip of my tongue. But it's just it's just it's such a zero sum game mentality. Meaning, like you thinking like if we're not winning, we're losing, right? Someone else in order for us to win, someone has to lose. It's like no, no, no. There there can be more things going on. It's okay, right? Outlaw tour. You. It's okay if your drivers run other stuff. You know what I mean? Like it, it's not going to be the end of the world. Give them some time off. It's all right. Let them, if they choose to go out and run something else, let them. Who cares, right? USAC takes, dude, they take a month off. And what do you see? You see those guys out there running other stuff, right? You, Someone like Mesereau, right? Dude's out running Power Eye or he's running a local show at Gas City or whatever. But they're out, if they want to keep racing, let them go race. But that doesn't mean that you cannot make the time off available for some people because at the end of the day, if you can't just sit back and recharge, right? Just take a breath. Uh, yeah, I I honestly don't know how we don't hear more about this. I'm shocked that, you know, this isn't more of an issue. 
I really am. Because I know that, you know, and speaking for myself personally, Keith, and I don't know if you knew many guys like this, but I know all kinds of people, you know, racers when we were coming up that they did not race because they loved racing. They raced because they loved the idea of being a race car driver, right? They wanted to appear to be a race car driver. They didn't want to really be a race car driver, right? They didn't want to be behind the wheel grinding every week. They wanted to be the cool, popular. They wanted to be famous. Like like that was their that was their whole thing. And those guys didn't make it. Those guys didn't make it. And they're right. not going to be grinding 70, 80 weeks a year. And so when you've got the guys who do, my point behind it is when you got the guys who do love it, they do love to do it every, I mean, that's, that's what they do. That's who they are. And even they're like, I need a break. That's saying something. Oh, absolutely. And, and the thing is like when I was racing, I, I was in love with racing, but I loved racing more because I got as a weekend out of the summer that I got to spend with my dad. Yeah. It was our time away from everyday life. We were out enjoying ourselves, having fun, just being at the racetrack with my dad. I mean, there, there's just no better feeling. And, mm -hmm. and now hindsight 50, 50, now we look at it and guys want to break away from the racetrack and I don't blame them. I really don't. Not when you're no. racing a hundred to 200 times a year and it, it, it could get tiring, mm -hmm. but I mean, we can sit and, and quarterback it from the couch, but I just, I think it's great that they're doing what they're doing. Yeah, me too. I'm with you. I'm with you. So anyways, moving on. So like I said, uh, no hit or miss today. We're going to be diving into our uh, NASCAR playoff picks. Um, so Keith and I, what we did was we did uh, the NASCAR playoffs grid challenge. So each round, you basically fill out who you think is going to make it to the next round. Okay. Um, I sent it to Keith. And then Keith and I are also going to be making our weekly NASCAR pick them still. But the slate is wiped clean now. Uh, we can basically pick anybody again. Um, now, once again, though, it's only once. We can pick them one time in the playoffs, and then that's it. So what we're going to do is, is we're going to be going through our drivers in terms of the round of 12. So who do we think are going to be the 12 drivers that make it to the next round? And um, kind of giving you our thoughts on that. We're also going to give you our final four predictions just because why not? And uh, yeah, and then we'll be doing our NASCAR pick them. So big, heavy NASCAR uh, NASCAR day today. Um, we will do a dirt track recap after we get through all of this. But with the playoffs kicking off and everything, we got to got to get this taken care of. So, Keith, did you get your round of 12 all figured out? I did. I was trying to find Chase Elliott, and then I realized he's not in the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, had to get that in there real quick. Yeah. And and before I start getting messages or comments or something, I know that the nine team is in the owners' playoffs. Nobody cares. Okay, the owners care. If you have some kind of financial tie to 
Hendrick Motorsports, you care. But in the public, nobody cares about the owner's championship. They just don't. Okay. I like I'm into it because I I'm I'm a geek like that. Like I nerd out on that stuff and that's where the money is and stuff like that. But it nobody cares. Nobody cares that the nine team is in the owner's championship. Nobody gives a shit. So that's that is literally the last thing we're gonna say on that. We don't care. All right. So Keith, who let's do this. Who do you think is going to make it? Let's do our round of 12 first. We'll make our final four predictions after we do this. But so who do you think is going to make it to the round of 12? Let's do your, uh, let's just go uh, four at a time. So give me your first four drivers you think are going to make it in. I got Willie B, Martin Drex Jr., Denny Hamlin, and Kyle Larson. Okay. All right. I don't know if I'm supposed to put these in order. Are we supposed to have these in order as to what position, what points position they're going to be? I just, I just threw them in there. <laughs> yeah, me too. I did the same thing. So I don't, I hope that, I don't know. So anyways, I'm going to give you my first four. Um, My first four are actually identical to yours. I've got William Byron, Martin Tricks Jr., Denny Hamlin, and Kyle Larson. That is my first four as well. All right, who do you got next? So my next four, I got C Bell, Kyle Bush, Chris Busher, and Ross Chastain. Okay. So my next four, I've got Kevin Harvick, Busher, Blaney, and Reddick. Those are my next four. Nice. My final four is Joey Logano, Ryan Blaney, Kevin Harvick, and Tyler Reddick. Okay, so pretty similar to me. My last four are Logano, Keselowski. I got Keselowski getting to the round of 12, Chastain, and Bush. So that means for me, I'm leaving out McDowell, Stenhouse, Bubble Wallace, which kind of pains me. I really wanted to I really want to see yeah. Bubble Wallace move on, but I just I know he's good at Talladega. Or excuse me, that's that's in the round of 12. Um Funny. I know he's good at Kansas, but I, I don't know, man. There's just something that seems. It just seems like off too, with them. I feel like there's too much hype built up around him making it into the playoffs. Yes. Um, so I have Keselowski missing, McDowell, Stenhouse, and Bubba Wallace. Um, I flip flop between Harvick and Keselowski, Bubba Wallace, and Tyler Reddick. Only because I think the 2311 cars are so inconsistent. Um, when they're running good, they're running good. But when they're running bad, they're running terrible. They uh, are. And I think that's what you need to make it through this first round. I think and, this is where we see those those bonus points, those playoff points that are earned. This is really where it comes into play. And, yes. you know, we see these guys um, kind of get through. Now, see, I've got I've got Bell on the outside looking in. I know Christopher Bell, you know, was the king of the Hail Mary last year and went in the final race and stuff like that. I don't see them repeating that. And I got to tell you, Truex and Hamlin have been phenomenal with JGR. Yeah. Uh, Bell, not so much. I mean, he's been good, but I and, I don't think he's been a barn burner. I, I, think, I think he might be on the outside looking in. And to back up your point with Christopher Bell, he's either really good 
or he's really bad. Yes. There's no real in between. And and I, I know everybody's going to be like, well, you put Kevin Harvick in. Well, let's I face did. it. Darlington last season, he probably could have won the race if his car didn't catch on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I believe that there's going to be some good things coming out of that four camp. I, I, how can you not count out Kevin Harvick and Rodney Childers, especially in his final year? Yes. I just, I feel like they're going to pull some magic out. I think, I think Ford performance is going to assist Kevin Harvick. I think RFK is going to assist Kevin Harvick. Cause let's be honest. We, we, when I say we, I think anybody that's a racing fan wants to see Kevin Harvick go out on a good note. Yes. And that's not saying that he's going to make it to the final four. Don't know. But I mean, he's like everybody else that has had okay seasons. They're either really good or they're really bad. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited to, to get the playoff started. There's just a different feel with different drivers when it comes to playoff time that you either get backed into a wall and you have to fight your way out. And we've seen it happen time and time again with many different drivers. Um, I feel like Bubba Wallace is going to come back to bite me in the butt, though. I kind of feel that way. But I, I just don't yeah. see them. I don't see them having that Kansas magic that they've had the last two years. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm with you. I, for me, I was, I was basically, it was like, okay, who am I going to bet against, right? Um, and for me, it was. I was basically tossing up between Reddick and Bubba Wallace, right? Because here's the thing. You can 100% look at the turnaround that RFK has had. And I think Keselowski is obviously a huge factor of that. And just because Keselowski hasn't been out there winning races, right? Does not mean he has not been running up front and fast. I don't think people, I sometimes don't think people realize how hard it is to win a race. It is so hard to win a race. It is very simple. You can go a year without winning a race, right? I don't think people real, especially with the cars, the way they are now and how the smallest little detail or bobble or mistake can cost you. I mean, you look at what Busher's been doing. He's been on fire lately. Right. Once again, that RFK, I think Keselowski has a huge, huge effect on that. And I'm not willing to bet against that dude right now. I'm just not. I don't want to bet against that team, which is something I did not think I would be saying at the beginning of the year. And so for me, it was like, well, I don't want to put out any of those guys. Um, You know, Blaney, the dude is fast. He's one of those guys when he's on, he's on. He's also one of those guys when he's off, he's off. But I just, I can't bet against them because I could see them putting together a run. Same thing with, I'm not going to bet against Kyle Bush. That's just stupid. In my opinion, I, yeah, no, thanks. I, I'm not doing that. And so I was basically, it was like, well, who am I going to leave out Reddick or, or Bubba Wallace? And I just, I went with Reddick keeping Reddick in just because I do think he has a little bit better racecraft than Bubba does. I think he, he can put the races together more consistently than Bubba can. So, you know, that's where I was at with it. I don't want to bet against Chastain. I know Ross has not been the same, that that car has not been as good as it was last year, but I will not bet against Ross Chastain ever again. 
I'm just not going to. Okay. That I think he proved last season. That, yeah. Just that point. Yeah. So I'm not going to bet against that guy because he does remind me of one of those guys who can just will his way to a top five, right? Like he's just not going to let it happen. And I think, I actually think that Ross, I still think Ross is fast. I still think they've got that speed. I think he's kind of just toned it down. I think, I, I think, He's going to be, I would not be shocked if Ross goes out and wins this first round of the playoffs. I won't be at all. I think he's going to be like a, just, you know, dropping the gate for a racehorse. I really do. I think he's going to come out just on fire. I would not be shocked by that. Um, I think these guys, I think some of these teams, when they get these wins, yeah, they want playoff points and stuff like that. I think some of them have different strategies. I think you're going to see some of these teams, they've been holding back or they've got these ideas and they're going to let them all fly, right? Like you talked about Kevin Harvick. I think Kevin Harvick, Rodney Childers, I think they've got stuff up their sleeves that they have not shown us yet. I really do. I think Harvick, obviously, and I'm not saying that they've been like, okay, we don't want to win. We want to point our way in. But I think that they've got stuff that they can still Test and try, right? When it get, when it comes to the race, the races, and this is the time that you do that. So, yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to it, man. I I think it's going to be incredibly fun, dude. I'm 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 actually really excited about the playoffs this year. And I agree. And and the only thing that really worries me about one of my top four guys that I put in with, and I'm going to start with Denny Hamlin. His pit crew scares the ever living hell out of me. Because when, when they're having a good day, it almost seems like their pit crew says, ah, let's make it a little tougher. Mm-hmm. Well, let's see how good DH really is. So, I mean, well, let's hope that their pit crew fires on all cylinders. And Yes, that's a big factor, the, the, the crew. And that's been his Achilles heel, I think. Because um, when he's running really good and he makes a pit stop and, the, and they fail at doing their job because let's face it, those guys are really what keeps the wheels on the car. Mm -hmm. You could go from having a really good day to having a really bad day, making a small mental, mental minor error on pit road. Um, I think these playoffs this year are going to be more exciting than years past. Yes, absolutely. Um, I'm with you on that. I'm I'm absolutely 100% with you. I think you are you are right about that. I think what would make the playoffs better is if Charlotte said, "Hey, we're not going to run the Roval. Let's run the Oval." Yeah, that's the only change I would make. <laughs> I God, I wish they would do that. I oh my God, the Roval just sucks so bad. There's yeah. nothing about that that I like. If we could go away from the Roval and take the grass away from the back straightaway Daytona be perfect. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So yeah, we'll, we'll get into the, for those of you who want our opinions on the, the big wrecks at Daytona, we're going to get into that. We actually, that's our, that's our final segment today. We got a, an email about that from a listener asking us our, our opinions on it. So we'll cover that later, but anyway, so all right, so those who got making it to the round into the round of 12, um, remember they've got there's three races. We got Darlington, Kansas, Bristol. This might be my favorite section of the of the the playoffs. I mean, 
I almost wish this was the final leg of the playoffs. Darlington, Kansas. I wish they would end the season at Bristol. That would be so awesome. I'm not. I'm not happy about the fact that it's freaking Phoenix. God, that just sucks. So anyway, I agree. Yeah. Anyway, so um, we've got the uh, our twelve in. So now let's. We're a little ahead of schedule here, but let's do our final four. All right, we will see who can actually get this right. So, Keith, do you know who you've got making it into your final four? Well, I don't, but I'm going to give it a good idea of what I think. Okay. Um, I'm going to say Denny Hamlin. Okay. Martin Truex Jr., I think it's going to be a JGR Penske Final Four. So you'll have MTJ, DH, Joey Logano, and Ryan Blaney. And And I think Joey Logano will be the champion. And you think Logano's going to win it again, huh? Yep. All right, so for my final four, I do not have that. I do have, I've got Denny. I've got Blaney. I've got Harvick. And I've got Bush. So Hamlin, Blaney, Larson, Bush. Those are mine. Um I wanted to kind of go a different route than everybody else. Hamlin Blaney. Uh, I know Kyle Larson has not been the same this year. Uh, I don't think it's been him though. I think they've just had some bad luck and some, you know, uh, God dang it. I forgot. Who did I say? Hamlin Blaney, Larson and Bush. Um, People counting out Kyle Bush, I think is absurd. I don't know. It's still Kyle Bush, right? I just, I don't, for some reason, people talk like he can't drive no more. I don't get it. It's like, do you remember how good he was at the beginning of the season? It's still Kyle Bush. He can still wheel a lawnmower. Like, I'm, I'm not going to bet against that guy. I like some of these tracks that were on for him. I mean, pretty much I like any track for that guy. But I think if, if the RCR team can just be, decent i think he's got a shot at making the final four um i really like blaine i wanted to pick harvick for my final four but i i i couldn't leave out one of these other ones so anyways so that's my final four so you've got hamlin truex blaney and logano you've got logano winning the championship let me highlight that right now I've got Hamlin, Blaney, Larson, and Bush. I'm going to actually go with Hamlin winning the championship. I think Denny finally gets it done this year. Um, I'm really hoping he does. would like to see and, him get a championship. And I like it. I would love to see Denny Hamlin win a championship. I mean, he's mm-hmm. came so freaking close. Um, I think it'll be a toss-up between him and Joey Logano. I just... There's something about Joey Logano when playoff time comes around. Like, I'm not a huge Joey Logano fan, 
but there there's a, a different aura around that team come playoff time. It, it's almost like they over exceed what they're really supposed to be doing. Yes. Yeah. No, they, you're right. You're right. They, um, they seem to really step things up and, and, and that's what good teams do. That's it is. What, that is, that is, is what championship caliber teams do. I mean, we've seen Logano do it. We've seen Kevin Harvick do it. Um, now I just hope we can see Denny Hamlin do it so yep. we can all stop talking about why well, he doesn't have a championship that doesn't make I him all famous. And, so and now stupid. it'll just, yeah. It's so dumb. You know, like that's like saying Mark Martin's on a Hall of Famer. If you think that because exactly. he doesn't have a championship, shut your mouth. Go away. I don't want to hear what you have to say, and I don't care. Because me and, you, me and you can't talk. We can't be friends. And, and, and it's like saying Dale Jr. shouldn't be in it either. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's stupid, man. It's so dumb. Like, if 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 a champ... Now, I will, I will grant you the argument that if you do win a championship, you should be considered for the Hall of Fame. 100%. Like, I mean, that should almost be an automatic qualifier. Yeah. In the, the world of racing today, if you got a chance, like Kyle Larson, if he were to just stop racing today, never raced again, the fact that he has a championship and he's already done what he's done, 100% should be considered for the Hall of Fame. In my opinion, he already is a Hall of Famer, right? So if you get one, uh, to me, it's like almost automatic. But just because you don't have one does not mean that you should not be winning a championship, right? Or uh, being a Hall of Famer. You look at someone like Donnie, Alls- Donnie Allison, who made it in on the Pioneer ballot, right? A lot of people say things like that. Well, he doesn't have a lot of wins. He didn't make win a championship. You know, Donnie Allison like never ran a full season. A lot of people don't know that. See, most people just look at the final numbers and they're like, well, he didn't win a championship. It's like, you're an idiot. He didn't even run a full season. He like never ran for points. How's he going to win a championship? You know, part of winning championships back then was just being able to run every week. I mean, you look at what those guys used to do in the 70s and, you know, it, it was just being able to show up to the track every week, right? They'd have a race and it would be like, where'd you finish? Eighth. I was 12 laps down. You were 12 laps down in eighth. Yep. I mean, it's just finishing races. They had relief. They used, some of those guys used relief drivers. Like most people use band-aids. It's crazy. Like Petty would be like, all right, I'm going to hop out. Relief driver come in, run 150 laps. And like, all right, I'm ready to go back in. He'd hop back in for the last hundred laps. It's crazy. So, this idea that, that it's like, well, no championship, no Hall of Fame is stupid. It's so dumb. And so, yeah, I'm with you, man. I would like to see Hamlin get a championship. Um, he has been right there many a times. You know, uh, there was, what was that? Was that, what was that, three years ago that he, what do you have, like 10 wins or something? I mean, there was that one year, him and Harvick, didn't they win like, 33% of the races or something going into the playoffs or something like that. Like the, it was either him or Harvick won the race. So um, yeah, I would like to see him get the championship. So that's my, that's my pick this year. It is sentimental. Um, him or Blaney. I'd like to see Blaney get a championship. The fact that I hear people talking about Blaney now saying, asking the question is Blaney overrated. I think is just absolutely absurd. So yeah. All right. So those are our round of 12 picks, our final four picks. So now we got our pick for this week. All right. So this is our NASCAR pick'em, our weekly selection here in the playoffs. So Keith, who are you gonna pick 
for the playoffs here or for uh, Darlington here in round one? I am going with none other than William Byron. Smart pick. Um, I mean, the dude has been on fire this season. Uh, I could 100% see him getting the win at Darlington. Darlington is such a driver's track. Um, You know, when you look at the way that you have to run that track, to me, it's one of those tracks where it kind of separates the men from the boys because it's still one, it's one of the few, it's one of the few tracks on the schedule where the drivers are racing the track more than they're racing the competition, right? It's really like, get out there, race the track. Don't worry about anybody else around you. Just get out there, race, race the track, log your laps. Let's get down to last hundred miles and then we'll start seeing where things are shaking out and, and who we got to be. So I like that pick. I do. Um, it was tough. Yeah, it is. I'm going to go. I can't decide if I want to pick Hamlin or Larson. Because. You know what? I'm going to pick Larson. I'm going to go with Larson because. I've seen him dominate races there before. He has not gotten the wins that I think he should get. And I think he's going to do it this this year. So. All right. So I'm going to go with Larson. All right, so right now, I guess I should have explained this earlier as well. The points as of right now, so Keith, you won the regular season. So you've got the points will stay the same for the for the playoffs with our with our weekly pick'em, except you have 10 bonus points. You're already 10 points ahead of me for the start of the playoffs. Okay. So which is probably all you're going to need to to whip my ass. Um, but other than, other than that, all the points stayed the same in terms of scoring. So, okay. So we got our picks. All right. So that's going to do it all for our NASCAR playoff breakdown our round of 12 final four everything else and when we get back we're going to do our dirt track recap and we're going to wrap things up with an ask three wide email that uh it was obviously it's a big question a lot of people have been asking this last uh, week after daytona so stick around all right keith so it's time for our dirt track recap did you uh get a chance to watch any of the uh racing at skagit so far Unfortunately, I have not, but I've watched the highlights and was watching the Twitter updates. I had a bunch of things going on to where I couldn't sit down and and watch it. But man, well, how's about that Sheldon Hodden Shield fella? He can wheel a damn race car, can he? Yes. And where the hell has that been all year? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And 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 see, that's that's what me and Tommy's been banging on this drum mm-hmm. when they're good, they're good. When they're not, they are not. And 
when they're not, you don't even know he's there. And then mm-hmm. when you, when he's on, you know he's there. It's a lot like a, a Thomas Meserol type. He, he'll sell the shit out of t-shirts and he'll make a car look a lot faster than what it really is and always on edge. And damn, he looked good at that's gadget. Yes, he did. He did. Um, night one, he was really fast. Last night, night number two, uh, Rico got the win. Rico was pretty much the the car to beat from the drop of the the green flag. Um, he jumped out to an early lead. I think he led every lap. Um, was absolutely just fast on fire, and got the win. Um, Sheldon, I end, ended up finishing second. My man Corey Day finished third. I'm telling you, Corey Day is going to get a win here on the West Coast, man. Then you got Donnie Schatz, David Gravel rounding out the top five. Then with Casey Kane, Dominic Selzy, Carson Macedo, Giovanni Selzy, and Brad Sweet rounding out your top ten. Um, the driver's points. So Gravel is back up to second in the points, but Sweet has got 78-point lead over Gravel. Um, I think the championship is done. I do. Keep in mind, um, Brad Sweet is from California. He cut his teeth on these West Coast tracks. These are tracks that he is very familiar with and very good at. I don't see gravel catching him. Um, even, Even though, obviously, it's not like it's the West Coast and then it's done. But they're at, they got the finals to the Skagit Nationals tonight. They've got Grace Harbor on Monday, on Labor Day. Then we've got the Gold Cup out here where I'm at, which I literally cannot wait for. They got the Gold Cup race, the championship, the champions on the 7th, 8th, and 9th. The 7th and 8th, those are prelim nights, so half the drivers run one night, the other half the other night. Then they've got Hanford on the 15th. They've got Placerville on the 16th, which makes no sense. I don't know why they do it that way, but whatever. And then... They've got the Before the Crowns showdown at Eldora. Um, then you've got Sharon Speedway. You've got the National Open in Williams Grove. You've got the Nittany showdown in Port Royal. They've got Kansas, uh, Lakeside, Devil's Bowl, and then you're at the World Finals. Um, I know that sounds like a lot of racing, but considered what they've gone through, this is like the home stretch of the home stretch. I think Sweet's got the championship wrapped up. Uh, I really do. I don't see him losing it. What about you, Keith? I completely, 100% agree. Yeah. Uh, I, just, I think it's done. Yeah. Just when you can count him out, he proves time and time again that don't count him out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So Consistency is going mm-hmm. to kill everybody. Yep. When, when you he, have a season like this, that many races, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he has six wins compared to David Gravel's 10, but look how far more consistent Brad Sweet has been this whole season. Yes. And I just I think it's going to prove to everybody that uh, I'm going to be a champion once again. Mm-hmm. And I'm yeah. here for it. Yep. <laughs> 100%, man. 100%. Um, to me... I think this is the new, I think this is what we're going to see moving forward. 
in terms of I think the competition in dirt racing as a whole, right? Just dirt racing as a whole, but in the outlaws, I think the competition in the outlaws has never been tougher. And I know that that's going to upset a lot of people. And trust me, I, I don't say that lightly, you know, to me, I, my favorite time was when I was a kid growing up watching Odd and Shield and Swindell and Kinzer and, you know, Stevie Smith and, you know, Andy Hillenberg, all those guys. Like I, that was my glory days, you know, growing up as a, as a kid watching those guys race. But I don't think you're going to see the days of the, you know, like Donnie Schatz having 22 wins in a season. I think those days are gone. I don't think we're going to see just sheer dominance like that. These guys are too close. They're just too close. And so you look at what Sweet's done over these past few seasons, and it's, you know, it's seven, eight, ten wins, right? But it's, he's getting 30 five top fives and 40 top tens, right? Like it's, that's what you have to do to win. Um, you know, he had five wins last year. He had, I think the year before he had a, he had a bunch. Yeah. He had 16 in 2021. Keep in mind though, Gravel and Macedo each had 11 that year, right? So, I mean, Sweet just happened to have way more wins than him. You know, 2020 obviously is kind of an outlier just because that was the COVID year and everything. But sweet, you know, eight wins, eight wins, and he got the championship over Shuhart. Shuhart had seven wins that year. You know what I mean? And you look at the year that he, the first year that he won it, 2019, he had 16 wins. Shots had 11. Gravel had 12. Right. So I think this is kind of the new normal where we're going to see these guys, you know, within a couple wins of each other, right? Where it's going to be 10, 12 wins, you know, at the most, right? And that is not guaranteed to get you a championship because you've got to be consistent. And to me right now, I would say Brad Sweet's the most consistent driver out there. And he's just, he's, he's been that way for the last couple of years and he's continuing to do it. That's what it takes to win the championship and that's what he's doing. So he wins this year, which to me, it's basically locked up. I think you could already put him on the Mount Rushmore of sprint car drivers, which is crazy to think because he's he's only he's only in his early 30s or maybe mid-30s now. And he's not old. So, all right. Well, after the Outlaws... uh. Outlaw sprint cars, excuse me. Late model side. I know, Keith, this isn't something you follow too much, but Brandon Shepard got the win um, at the, what was it? Mississippi Thunder. Um, Shepard, now, you remember Brandon Shepard, there was people that were really worried about him this year. Shepard left the Rocket House car situation that he was in went to Longhorn um and he went basically like seven or eight months without a win keep in mind that Brandon Shepard is like the all-time winningest driver on the outlaw tour um he won you know this is another guy who won like four straight championships 
right, was having these insane years where he had the championship locked up long before they even got to Charlotte. So for people to be like, oh, he's done, I think was absurd. And he had gone quite a while without any wins. Uh, Bobby Pierce has really just been the class of the field this year in the Outlaws. He's the only one even close to double-digit wins. He's got 10 wins. Everybody else is low single digits. Madden's got three. Shepard's got two. You know, Gustin's three. I mean, and then everybody else is none. Um, Keep in mind, the late model side of things is a little bit different than the sprint cars just because you get so many of the guys who bounce back and forth, right? It seems like late model drivers are a little bit more um, pick and choose when it comes to what they race as opposed to stick into just one series and running for the championship, right? We we see that more in the sprint car side, the late model side. If you're not one of the top three drivers, you're kind of running wherever you can, it seems like. So Shepard got another win, which was cool to see. Um, the outlaws are going to be heading. Excuse me. They're, they've got Deer Creek tonight. And then they've got a really long break, almost a month off um, until they get to Atomic. Now, keep in mind, that does not mean that they um, are not running. There's plenty of racing for them to be doing. It's just the outlaw, the late model outlaws are going to be off. Um, you've got the uh, the... Lucas Oil late model nationals at Knoxville. And then they've also got the, uh, what is it that they've got? Uh, what is that? Brownstown, the Jackson 100. Um, and then you've got obviously the dirt track world championship, the world, what they call the world 100 in uh, October at Eldora. So they still got quite a bit on the, on the schedule coming up here on the late model side of things so anyways that's gonna do it all for our dirt track recap but really quick keith i uh i just got my tickets a couple days ago for four crown so i will be in old dora for the four crown i uh i can't freaking wait dude i cannot wait that is exciting oh dude i'm so stoked man i cannot wait dude um I was talking to my wife about it and I said, look, you know, cause this, this is also going to be like a business trip for me. I'm going to be taking my camera and stuff. I'm going to be making a bunch of content and stuff while I'm back there for the, for the YouTube channel and stuff like that. And I was talking to my wife and my wife was like, well, she's like, you know, I don't care if you want to go to the races and stuff like that. She's like, I just, why don't you, why don't you think that I would want to come? Why, that, why do you think I wouldn't want to come? And I'm like, babe, I'm going to be spending basically, you know, all day, each day at the racetrack. I'm landing on Thursday night at like 7 PM. I'm going to be literally going to the hotel, going to bed. And then Saturday or Friday, I'm going to be at the racetrack and Saturday, I'm going to be at the racetrack. I'm like, and you don't like racing. That's why I didn't think you would want to go. She's like, yeah, you're right. I don't want to go. <laughs> so. 
<laughs> I'm like, I, of course you're not going. You don't like racing. You know what I mean? Like, I've brought her to a couple of sprint car shows. I think one time we made it through the heat races. We got through the heat races, and it was just I was finally I was just like, all right, let's go, you guys. You know, they, she wasn't into it. You know, my son was really little at that time. He was only like four. And he was complaining that it was too loud. It was hurting his ears and stuff. I was like, all right, let's go. You know, and then another time after that, I mean, we we had to leave. I don't even think we got through the heat races. I think we were, I think it was like heat race one. Um, now, keep also something came up where we needed to go get my daughter. But uh, I was just like, I'm like, I'm done bringing you guys to the races. You guys don't like him. You don't want to be there. And I, I don't get to enjoy myself when you're there. So sorry for you. Um, we're good. We'll do a family thing the week after. So yeah, the next couple of weeks I'm really looking forward to because I get to go to gold cup. Um, I'm going to actually be out in the pits, uh, during gold cup, my buddy, Kyle, who owns a car, they're going to be running Wednesday night is the 360 SCCT race before gold cup. Uh, for my understanding, Kyle Larson and Rico Bray are going to be running the 360 show which is pretty cool because there's like 60 there's like 60 something cars already confirmed for the 360 show. And then you've got the Gold Cup three night race, so I'll be there for that. Um Kyle's going to be crew chief in a couple cars and so I'm going to be out there uh with them just kind of hanging out and stuff like that, which I'm really looking forward to because I have not been up close and personal with the sprint car in uh a long time. And I want to really see what these got, what what's going on with them, what's different with them, what's new with them, how they're doing stuff. So I'm 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 super excited about that. So yeah, next couple of weeks I'm going to be at the racetrack a lot. I'm looking forward to it. So Keith, are you going to be at the Four Crown at all? I am not sure right now. Um, I don't want to say yes. I don't want to say no. I mean, it. it I'm hoping to. I'm hoping to be there. There's not a better place in this world than to be at Eldor Speedway. Yeah, I think there's going to be like 10 of us, 12 of us from the online group that's going to yeah. be there. So I'm, I mean, we all, a bunch of us in the SSR Discord, we all have our seats together. Bruce went and got us like a, basically like a whole, like row and so we're all going to be right next to each other me and bruce and kale and brandon and, i mean there's a bunch of us i, I can't even name everybody there's a bunch of us so that's going to be really cool just just to meet a bunch of people in person for the first time it's so crazy i'm online with these guys every day right they're friends but i have yet to meet them in person you know that is the you know that's to me, that's what social media is supposed to be. Not the whole fake lifestyle, you know, make you feel bad about yourself and I'm actually lying. This is a green screen and I'm not really traveling the world. You know, I'm just a poser type of thing. It's <laughs> like what we do where you meet people and you get to know them. And you're like, yeah, this person's cool. I like this person. I talk to him every day, right? So that's probably the, the thing I'm the most excited about is just getting to actually meet a bunch of these people and you know, see them face to face, then hang out with them for a weekend at our favorite place, which is the racetrack. So yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. You'll, you'll enjoy Eldora. I mean, it, it's the atmosphere in itself is amazing. Yeah. Um, 
the damn food at the racetrack. Like I can't, I can't beat on this drum anymore. The food at Eldora is by far the best I've ever had at any other racetrack that I've been to. And, it, and you can eat there on the cheaper side. Mm-hmm. Um, so my recommendation for you is, is to, you got to get a pizza burger. You got to get some damn cheese curds because it will change your life forever. I will make sure to do that. I know when I went to the world finals, I was eating uh, deep fried Oreos. I ate deep fried Oreos like three days in a row. And um, to when I got be the same way. Yeah. When I got back, I was like, oh my God, my stomach hurts. So, cause I have Crohn's disease. So when I do stuff like that, I, it, it hurts me. It physically hurts me. Um, but that it doesn't mean I won't do it again though. That's unfortunate. I don't, I don't learn my lesson. Sometimes it's just worth it. <laughs> Sometimes it's just worth the pain, man. So, so yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, man. I'm looking forward to that. But before we wrap up this week, um, we had a really interesting question on the ask three wide from Johnson. I, I imagine Johnson is his last name, but that's the only way that he signed it. And so, Basically, I'll summarize because he's he kind of goes in a little too much detail. But essentially, what he is asking us is this. He says, Tommy, Keith, I wanted to ask you your thoughts on the two big accidents we saw at Daytona. Ryan Blaney's hit and obviously Priest's flip. Do you think one is worse than the other? And do you think this car is actually safer or more dangerous than the previous? Thanks, Johnson. So a couple things there. Um, I mean, Keith, we've, we've talked about this a lot with the whole, you know, previous car to this car and this car being super stiff. I actually think they have improved the car this year with what they, the changes they made to the, to the clip, um, the rear clip and it not being so stiff. You know, remember last year, anytime these guys hit the wall, they were getting concussions. That's not the case anymore. Uh, I do think Blaney's hit just because it doesn't look as bad. I Blaney's hits to me are is is far more scary than what Priest did. Priest's wreck was spectacular. Okay, that that thing literally took off like an airplane. I don't know how high it was, but it was high. I mean, and to see that thing barrel rolling and flipping and all that stuff like that. Um, was, it was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. And, you know, thank God both of them could just walk away. But, you know, we've talked about it before. Those cars are really, the, the priest wreck, that's what they're designed to withstand. You know, now I know they had some issues and we can talk about the window net and the, the flaps and all those things like that. But, and I think NASCAR will absolutely make that better. I think they will improve that. They, they have every step of the way. But to be honest, I'm the Blaney wrecks are the ones that scare me more where those guys get turned and now they just go, you know, it's just an immediate stop, right? Where it's just, you're going 180 or whatever it is. And then boom, now you're going zero. Those are the ones that scare me more. And, um, you know, overall safety of the car. I mean, we can talk about this car versus the gen six, you know, they've been talking about how this car is, the hits are harder. They hurt more. Um, but these guys are still walking away. Yes, we've had the we had the issues with concussions, but these guys are still walking away. So 
I think overall, you know, I, it's easy to to crap on NASCAR right now and say this car sucks and we need a new one. But I mean, overall, I they're they're doing their the cars have done their jobs, right? So yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on them. What about you, Keith? Yeah, I think the Blaney crash for me was terrifying to watch. I mean, just because of what happened at that racetrack in the past, mm-hmm. um, not comparing the two by any means. Um, they just look oddly similar in their own way. Yeah. Um, now, don't get me wrong. The Ryan Priest crash, it was. Oh, that's that's highlight real stuff. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's insane. It, it, it was spectacular in its own way. Um, we've not seen a car flip like that, that violently. Since I'm, I'm going to say Rusty Wallace's big crash at Talladega, I think it was Rusty Wallace that, that flipped big. It was either down the back straightaway or coming to yeah. pit road. Mm-hmm. One of the two. Um, to, to see Ryan walk away from it is a testament of how safe these new cars are. Yes. Especially with the updated front and rear clip of the car. Mm-hmm. But it was it was more telling to me to see how car withstood the multiple rolls the impacts and then flip side over to ryan blaney it was just incredible to see him get out of the car and not experience any concussion like symptoms yeah Um, it was like it was they both were wild um and then then i think what i found that was very i'm not gonna say terrifying it was scary just to see the roof hatch ripped off priest's car and you could see i don't know if anybody else caught it his um air hose for his helmet was hanging out of that hole yeah Um, that just goes to show how violent the barrel rolls were and the impact from when he was landing now I, I believe that the grass didn't play that big of a factor into the crash, into the Ryan but, Priest crash. You know, the car was airborne before it got yeah. to the grass. It was yep. lifting off already. And and I listened to what Chase, uh, Chris Rice said about it. There was a car to his side that was not allowing the air to flow around the car the way it needed to keep the car on the ground. Now, if you take that car away, does the car lift up? Maybe. Does it get upside down? Probably not, because then all the safety features of the car probably does its job. But being that there was a car blocking the air movement around the car, that's why I think we've seen it get upside down. Mm-hmm. Now, do I think in the future they should go away with the grass? Maybe go away with the grass and put the AstroTurf down like what they have at Charlotte? But also, you got to think that the AstroTurf might even speed that crash up because th- that AstroTurf can get slick. Yes. It can get very slick. Um, now, hindsight 50-50, we won't see the car dig into the dirt like we'd seen at Daytona. Mm-hmm. So I, I I don't know. I don't know if you... I mean, I think you get away with the grass like at Talladega. But I also don't see them going away from it anytime soon. Yeah, me neither. I think that's more than just a NASCAR Daytona thing because IMSA races there. You get all different types of racing that happens at Daytona that utilizes mm-hmm. the grass areas. Yes. So, so 
Yeah, I'm with you, man. It's tough. I'm with you. Um, The main thing is, is both guys walked away. All right. And And they're both racing this weekend. And that's all we can hope for. And that's the, that's the most important thing. So, you know, this car, like I said, we've talked about it a ton and we've pointed out the things that are wrong with it. Um, Here's the deal. Cause I've heard everything. Everybody say things from like, well, they need to slow these cars down. You can't slow the slowing them down is not going to change anything. You could slow them down 20 more miles per hour. These guys are still going to be running in packs. They're still going to be having spectacular races. The more you slow them down, the more pack dependent they're going to be. That's all there is to it. So the idea that you're like, well, let's just slow them down more is it's dumb. You would need to drop them literally below like 150 miles per hour. And no offense, I don't want to watch pack racing at 140 at Daytona. Talk no. about falling asleep. That it's going to be a snooze fest. So well, it's just, I, it's easy to be Monday morning quarterback and come out here and be like, well, they need to do this. They need to do this. But overall, I, you know, the grass thing, I can, I'm open to that debate. But I think the argument can be made on both positive and negatives for the grass. And at the end of the day, like we said, these guys walked away. And they're racing this weekend. And, and that's all that we can ask for. And and in my opinion, to your point of slowing the cars down, all that's going to do is put them in an even bigger pack. Yeah. So so when one wrecks, 14 of them are going to wreck. Yeah. So and you're going to turn small single car incidents into multiple car crashes. Mm-hmm. And then you will see potential harm to the race car drivers. I mean, it just... Yep. I don't think that's the right move to make at all. Yep. Yep. People die in 55 mile an hour car crashes all the time. Well, Slowing them down and, is not going to prevent anything. And you know, as well as I know from our racing backgrounds, um, you get more hurt in slower impact crashes than you do in high speed crashes. Yeah, you can. In a race car. Yeah. I, I, I mean, when I flipped my sprint car at Lawrenceburg. Um, my first wreck, I wouldn't, I was banged up. I was sore, but my second crash that where I flipped there, I spun out and was sitting still and was hit with somebody else's right rear tire and my left rear tire caused both of us to get upside down. I was hurt and sore more from that than actually being at a race pace, getting upside down. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, Ultimately, I think both of them were bad in their own way. Obviously, um, you know, we talked about that. And, you know, the safety of the car, for all the hate we give this Gen Gen 7 car, ultimately, it has gotten way better this year. And I think overall, they've done a good job. And, you know, one of the things, yes, toe links have been an issue and stuff like that. But overall, you look at the fact, and, you know, this week at Darlington, you're going to see cars bouncing off that wall like crazy. And it used to be, if you did that, you were done. You were done. You were done racing like that. Your night was over. And now these guys can do that and the car still be okay, which is incredible. I mean, think of the number of times we've seen Kyle Larson literally bounce the car off the wall. And then 50 laps later, he's up running in the top five. That was not going to happen in the Gen 6 car. It wasn't. Oh, absolutely not. And I think that's a testament to these composite bodies. Yeah, it is. 
So, you know, for all the stuff that we rag on these cars, there's still a lot of positives that have come from it. Now, obviously, the sh- you know, when we get into the racing aspect of it, the the packages, the short track and road course, obviously, they suck. They need to be improved. But, you know, that's a different conversation. In terms of the safety of them, I think they've done a, a much better job this year. And I, I imagine that they've got Priest's car right now and they're tearing that thing down and figuring out what can be improved, which is what they should be doing. Because when those situations happen, no amount of simulation or data or testing is going to be able to replicate that wreck. You can only have that wreck in a situation like that on track. And that will allow them to, to improve, you know, what's going on. And I think we're having a different conversation if they had the, old front and rear clip of the car. Yes. I think we're absolutely. having a completely different opinion, talking point, however you want to look at it. I think Ryan Blaney at that point with his impact with the old clip, he probably missed majority of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, all right. Well, thank you, Johnson, very much for the question. I really appreciate it. If you, anybody else out there wants to send us a question, whether it be on racing or whatever, anything, I don't care. Uh, you can send it to ask three mail or ask three mail. Jesus ask three wide at gmail.com. That's ask the number three wide at gmail.com. So everybody that is going to do it all for this week's episode. We will be back next week on Thursday. Hopefully, um, hopefully we don't have anything that comes up again, but we'll be back next week uh, to bring you all of the racing action that has happened. So Keith, my man, enjoy your holiday weekend. I will try my best. Me too. I will. I, I will do it. I will figure out a way to enjoy it. Um, so anyways, all of you out there have a safe holiday weekend. And until next time, as always, take care. <laughs>